Thank you so much, worship team. That was awesome. Thank you for uh, bringing us before the throne of God uh, this morning. I want to dive in uh, just for a few minutes uh, to a message I believe that's not only for our seniors as they're uh, headed off to a new part of their lives, a new part of uh, their journey, uh, but also all of us that are in kind of this weird season of one foot in Still kind of, are we supposed to be quarantining and another foot in, hey, stuff's starting to open up in this kind of, what am I supposed to do with my life uh, season? Uh, so we're going to start in Judges chapter 6. Uh, so if you have a Bible, electronic device, you can go there. If not, it'll be right here uh, underneath, uh, at the bottom of the screen here. Uh, so Judges chapter 6, and I'm going to start in uh, verse 12. It says this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, this is Gideon, and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt, and now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? And the Lord turned to him and said, go with strength or with the strength that you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Last verse, verse 16, says this, The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you'll destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. So uh, in this kind of interesting season of, of doing church online and, and uh, kind of being uh, the, the cameraman a lot of times with, with Pastor Doug and things. It's been really, uh, you know, two of us are the only people kind of in the church as we're, as we're doing some of these uh, messages and things like that. It's been really funny, kind of I'll let you in on a little inside joke between us. Um, so if you remember, for the first couple of weeks, we had Doug sitting in this chair, right? So, so he was, he was, he was kind of stuck, and, 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 and uh, for those of you guys who know Doug's a pacer, uh, as am I, right, uh, with a camera that has a very short uh, focusing, it was really good to kind of have him in one spot. Uh, but a couple of weeks in, Doug's like, dude, I got to move. Like, I got to be standing. I got to get the blood pumping and everything. And I'm like, dude, I understand. Let's do this. So the first week uh, we did this, right, I, so I, I, I stand him right here. He's got his got his table and everything and to get the focus right on and i'm telling you like this lens right here like it's it's like one tiny little turn is where you're in focus or you're not so i said okay here you are this is where you're in focus go and what starts happening is my man dougie as he starts as he starts moving moving talking 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 what you notice is he starts what we call the drift all right so he starts really really good in focus and by the end of his talk He's all the way, like, halfway back. In fact, I think I've got uh, an illustration here. I can show you what I'm talking about. And so I can't stop him. I mean, he's, he's just preaching fire as he does. Man, Pastor Doug does it awesome. And so he's going, going, going. And I'm just behind the camera going, he's moving, he's moving. And so finally, he says amen, he prays. I push the record button, and I go, the drift. And he goes, he looks down and realizes, oh, no, like, he's moved from the mark. And so, man, we were laughing about that, like, oh, you know, Pastor Doug in the drift, always drifting, 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 whatever. And I, I'm telling Cal about this. I'm, we're, we're editing part of the, the footage and stuff like that, and I'm showing her, like, look, this is where he starts, and this is where he ends. Man, look at the drift on this guy. And all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or, or, or what, but I get this kind of self-realization. As, as I'm making fun of my pastor as he's drifting in this video, right, I look at myself and I realize it is almost 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m. I'm in bed 
Me and Cal are both awake, and I have eaten almost an entire sleeve of Oreos. And I, and in that moment, I'm like, man, like, my drift is way more compared to Dougie's drift on a video. Like, I met, I look at Cal, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we used to have a routine. Like, we used to have, like, like structure to our lives. And it's 2 a.m., we going through a sleeve of Oreos. Like, this is, we, we're off the rails. We are, I have drifted far, far past uh, what my life was supposed to look like. And, and maybe uh, you're sitting there and you're like, dude, like, isolation, quarantine, like, that is me. Like, we had structure. Maybe even the first couple of weeks, you were like, man, this is, this is where it's at. We're keeping the routine. We're keeping the structure. And now maybe you've found moments uh, over the last couple of months of just like, it's just wheels off. Like you've drifted in this, you've drifted in your relationships, you've drifted in your workout routine, you've drifted in your Bible reading, you've drifted in your other disciplines or whatever that looks like, and you're like, man, I'm just, I'm in a free spin, tailspin drift. And this is where I think that we find Gideon in this story. Um, the, the verse right before we read says that where Gideon is, is he's actually uh, at the bottom of a wine press to hide grain from the Midianites. And so he has been oppressed like he's got the, the people around him israel is 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 under the the the, um, the 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 occupation of the midianites and so gideon finds himself in a place he never thought he'd be hiding like threshing wheat like hiding in the bottom of a wine press and then when he encounters god he has these these things he's, he's in such a low place such a just i don't know where my life is he's like i'm hiding where is god what is, what is happening around here where are the miracles and then, not only that, I am the least in the least tribe, like the weakest of the weak, that's me. And so Gideon is in this place that he's just allowed all of these influences and all of these labels to just stick on him to where when he has a conversation with God, he said, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm so far away from where I want to be, from where you're saying that I'm supposed to be or what you're calling me to be. I, I, I am drifted away. And maybe you can relate to that. And, and, and what I see in, in this passage is that labels limit, that labels limit. And as the more we drift, the more we get away from what God has planned for our lives, the more the, the, the labels that other people place on ourselves and the labels that we place on ourselves, they get louder and louder. They stick a little bit harder. Maybe you said, man, I, I've had some labels placed on me in my life. Uh, by other people that I feel like when I start to get a little bit drifted away from God, I feel like those labels just get so loud to the point where I just can't see myself as anything else. Maybe you look in the mirror every morning and it's a struggle. As I would, I would say, man, I, I can relate. Like you're looking in the mirror and those labels that, that the enemy has placed on you are so loud. And maybe in these last couple of months, they've been louder than usual. And so for, for me, actually, uh, when I was growing up in middle school and high school, um, I was kind of a troubled uh, kid. Uh, I had fantastic parents, and I was uh, uh, like straight-A student, but I was a terrible like, kid to be in the classroom, uh, like all A's and all like use and conduct kind of kid. Uh, and so always into trouble, always in the principal's office. And one day, in, I think it was middle school or high school, um, I'm in the principal's office for like the 18th time that week. And one of my principals says to me, he says, Blake, here's the deal. I feel like you are either going to be in prison when you grow up or famous for the wrong reasons. So, Blake, I think you're going to be in prison 
or famous for the wrong reasons. And he's a great guy. Like, I don't think he was trying to, like, wound me in that. I think he was just trying to say, hey, you need to wake up. Like, like God has gifted you with some things, and you need to, like, quit all this nonsense. But I let that label sink into my heart. And for many years, what I struggled with is I had a, a, a label of trouble. Like, I, I, the label of you're a troublemaker, and that's, that's who you are. Your destiny must be that you're going to be a troublemaker. And when I looked in the mirror and when I made those decisions, and the more that I drifted away from God, the more that I realized, okay, in the hardest times, well, I'm, a trouble, I'm trouble anyway. I also had the, the, the label of loser because, like, well, obviously, I mean, you're not going to mount anything, even famous for the wrong reasons or in prison. Like, you, that's not really, like, a very good, you know, thing to have. And so that, that label stuck on, stuck on me pretty well. And I also had the, okay, well, fine, if I'm, I'm going to be, you know, just getting in trouble, I might as well make people laugh. And so I had the, the goof, right? Like, you know, you're not really going to take anything seriously. Like, you know, you just, but that's, that's going to be the label that I saw myself as. And then, you know, honestly, like, hey, you know, you're, you're just kind of a weird dude. Uh, you know, maybe some of you guys have that. Maybe some of you guys have thought, yeah, this guy is kind of weird, right? And so maybe this is is similar to something that you see in the mirror today. Um, because of maybe some of the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, maybe some of these relate to you or, or maybe some other ones. Maybe there's labels on your life like failure that you have felt others or maybe you've placed that on yourself based on certain certain circumstances. And as you've kind of drifted in this season of I don't really know where I am, that label of, well, I must be a failure has become so loud. The label has begun to limit you because you've heard that. And maybe you have, like me, you have the, the, the label of loser or if you have the label of troublemaker. Maybe you have the, 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 the label that you hear so loud of addict. You hear the label of short-tempered, uh, unlovable, washed up, weird, unintelligent, any of these, and a number of other ones, and those of you, and I, 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 it's so sad that more than likely many of you are going, yeah, I'll know that one, yep, yep, and this one, and this one. We can instantly come up with, oh, yeah, these are the labels that so often I think define me. And the more that I drift away, the more that I think, oh, man, this, this really must be me. Um, and I believe that the more that we drift, the more we believe these lies. Uh, maybe during this time of isolation, you have drifted toward unhealthy relationships. And as you've drifted to those unhealthy relationships, the label of undependable, the label of a failure has begun to get loud in your heart. Or maybe you've drifted toward a sin that numbs the loneliness, and so it just reinforces that label, why I'm an addict anyways, I can never beat this sin. Maybe you've drifted towards um, addictions you thought you'd overcome, or maybe you are drifting towards panic or, or depression, and so therefore it's like, well, I'm just never going to get rid of this of this depression, this anxiety, and so therefore that, that labels me. That's who I am because I've drifted into this season of, of unknown, and I've just allowed myself to, to hear these voices so louder. Or maybe you, you've drifted during the season just towards anger or regret. Uh, the more that you've been isolated, the more or more around people that are more frustrations. It just seems like that label, you thought that you'd overcome, you thought you'd gotten victory in that anger or that temper, and, and here you say, well, man, I've drifted away, and now that label's just stuck with me forever. Um, and so if you're in this moment, and, and I think as our seniors that are, that are listening, uh, man, there is there's a definitely a season, I think many of us who have gone to college that can say um, that, that drifting is, is, is easy to, to, to happen. Uh, when, when we're free, we go to college, right, and we have this moment of, of freedom, and we want to do the right things, but 
often life hits us kind of hard and the unexpected temptations and unexpected circumstances, and then we begin to drift, and then the labels that we've been given throughout our life by the enemy, by others, and placed on ourselves begin to get louder and louder and louder, and they drown out who God says we are. But here is, I believe, the, the great news in this story is that labels limit. They do, and labels keep us from from uh, their, their excuses, just like Gideon says, like, but God, label, 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 label. Like, you know, I, I, this is where I'm at. That labels limit, but Jesus declares destiny. At least labels that Jesus, thank God, does not see you by these labels. That Jesus does not, when he looks at you, he does not see any of this. Instead, he sees the destiny that you are called towards as a son of of God and daughter of God, as one filled with his spirit, he sees that destiny. Look at that, that, that verse that, um, that where Jesus talks to, and, and again, in, in this scripture, this is the angel of the Lord, which many people uh, think is kind of Old Testament code for Jesus. Um, either way, it's a messenger from Jesus, right? And so Gideon is there. He's in, he's in a tough spot. And here's what, here's what uh, Jesus says to him. The first words he says, to a guy hiding out, oppressed, feeling like he's the weakest and the lowest of all. These are the first words he says. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord, Jesus, appears to him and says, mighty hero. The first thing he declares to Gideon is not what Gideon was at the time. Like, Gideon's just like, mighty, you, mighty hero? You, do I need to go get him? Because I, I think you must have the wrong, the wrong wine press here. Like, this is, you ain't talking to me. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I see you. I see who you are and who you, what God will accomplish through your life, and I'm calling you by that now. So if you're sitting here and you're saying, I am not perfect, uh, join the club. If you're here and you're saying, this drifting season has just been out of control. I feel like I'm far away from God. I feel like I'm far away from the relationships and community that God has given me. I feel like I've drifted away from the people that, that God has placed in my life to speak life over me. Uh, join the club. Like, you're not alone in this. That's the struggle. But can I be an encouragement to you this morning that Jesus sees you as, as, you, as righteous as glorified by his sacrifice, by his blood. He sees you as a chosen, righteous son and daughter of God. And, and that is the beautiful thing that he speaks over us, just as he speaks to Gideon. Mighty hero, you are called, you are chosen, you are mine. I don't, I don't see those labels that you placed on yourself, that the enemy has placed on you. I don't see those. I see you as my child. Oh, isn't that awesome? And, 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 and what we do see sometimes in, in Gideon's life is that uh, there, there's moments of, of drift and doubt. Um, but what we also see is at the end of his story, he does become uh, that what God called him to, to be through his power, a mighty hero, one that we're talking about thousands of years later. Uh, and so, so here's what I want to do uh, to maybe encourage uh, all of us out here who, who maybe are, are feeling the drift or feeling the, 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 the loud labels that are limiting uh, where God is, is, is pulling us towards. And, and uh, I would say, let's, let's do this together. Comment in, in the comments here uh, how Jesus sees you. So everybody out there, everybody, 
comment how Jesus sees you. And you can use one of the words that we've used, uh, chosen, uh, uh, loved, or, you know, born again, or, 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 or uh, son, son or daughter, any of those. Are, and I'm sure that many of you guys have uh, things that Jesus has revealed to you that, that you think, man, that this is, it's been powerful to me to know that this is how Jesus sees me. Um, and maybe for those of us who are, who are going through those times of this is a struggle and I feel like I'm just far away from all this, um, I feel like I'm seeing myself as the enemy wants to see me and not how God sees me. Um, maybe looking through this comments, these comments um, that the brothers and sisters of your, of your temple family are throwing out there uh, can be an encouragement to you to say, man, you know what? Jesus does see me that way. Oh, man, Jesus does see me that way. Jesus has called me to be that. Jesus does see my destiny, that I am chosen, I am called, I am loved. Um, and, 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 just, and that can be encouragement to every single one of us. Uh, we'll end with uh, this. I was reading uh, this week about uh, Air Force One, uh, and I can't say Air Force One without hearing Harrison Ford say, get off my plane. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, awesome movie. Uh, but uh, when I think of Air Force One, I, I kind of always just kind of assumed that was um, the plane. Like a lot of us, you know, if you, if you picture, if I say Air Force, Air Force One, you think of the, the blue and the white, you know, massive kind of Boeing jet that's got all the conference rooms and all that stuff. And president's always walking up the, uh, the stairs into there or whatever. And, but as I was reading, and maybe some of you guys know this, um, Air Force One is actually just a call sign. Um, it's a call sign for the plane since the 1960s that is carrying the president. And over the years, that's actually not always been the big designated blue and white massive jet. It, throughout the years, it's been um, a Gulf Stream. It's been a prop plane. It's been huge 747s. Um, it, it really, any kind of plane, once it begins to carry the president, it becomes Air Force One. Despite what its call sign was before, despite the name and the make and the model or the pilot's mistakes of the last couple of missions or the, the, the dent in the side of the plane or the, the wing that's maybe a little bit crooked but the mechanic had to fix it last week, it doesn't, none of that matters anymore. The call sign has become Air Force One because of what that plane who that plane is carrying, who's on the inside. And I believe that that is, in many ways, and in a much greater way, the way that our lives operate, is that we, are, our call sign changes. The labels that, that, that have been placed on us fall away when who we're carrying changes. Namely, the spirit of the almighty power of God, the Holy Spirit, as it abides in us, as we carry that through all of our lives, our call sign changes. It no, no longer are we defined by the shaky landing we had a couple of weeks ago or the not very good takeoff or the dents in the side of our, our wings or, or the, the, the bad mission that we had with when the pilot wasn't really paying attention. None of that is what defines us. Our call sign is changed because of who is on board. Jesus declares our destiny today. And so all of us here today, uh, man, I, I hope that that's an encouragement to you. For our seniors who, who may find themselves in a couple of months saying, man, without, without TSM, right, I, or without my, my temple family, I feel like I've just drifted a little bit. Let me just encourage you that you are not alone, that you have your community behind you, and that most importantly, you are not defined by your mistakes, by the labels that others place on you. You are defined by who is living inside you, who you're carrying through your life. Your call sign is no longer your own, but it's chosen child of God. 
I pray for us. Jesus, we thank you so much um, that, God, God, we are no longer in charge of our own identity. We're no longer in charge of our own destiny, God. You changed all of that. And you came to live within us, God, when you rescued us, the greatest redemption story in the entire world, God. And we thank you so much that we are not defined by our mistakes, that we're not defined by the drifting moments that we might have and many of us might have had over the last couple of weeks, but instead we're defined by who you say we are, mighty hero, chosen child, and, and son and daughter of God. God, we ask that, that you would draw us into yourself, that we would uh, remind our spirits who you say we are, and pull us out of the drift and instead pull us forward into a closer relationship. We love you. We pray blessings over all of our seniors, all of our families, every single person watching today and, and uh, uh, as a part of our family, God. We love you so much. We are all the praise and honor and glory in your name. Amen. We love y'all. Can't wait to see you soon. Let's worship and get together.